Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. This is Mark Scott, and this is Closer Than You Think on Substack. We're going to take a little break from our series that we've been doing for educators and just do a general one. This has more spiritual focus to it. This is called Rest for the Weary. Rest for the Weary, subtitled A Review and Application of the Rule of Life podcast series on Sabbath. So Rule of Life is a podcast that I'll tell you a little bit more about in a second. And I've been going through some of their um, episodes and listening and taking notes and, and practicing some of their exercises. And it's been really beneficial, really awesome. And so I wanted to, one, plug that and highlight that, but also um, reflect on what it means to the things that we talk about here on this Substack, usually. Anyway, okay. That was a very wonky start. And here we go into the post itself, the article. So first of all, from the about section of the Rule of Life podcast, it says the Rule of Life podcast is designed to guide you in arranging your everyday life around being with and becoming like Jesus. It is hosted by John Mark Comer and produced by Practicing the Way. What I want to do here is process, quote unquote, out loud with you, what I am learning, thinking, and feeling as a result of this podcast series, especially since I wrote a book entitled, You Don't Have to Do That, which contains a section that specifically addresses the Sabbath. So right off the bat, let me be upfront. I fall more into the camp that sees Sabbath as a type for which Christ is the antitype. In other words, the Sabbath was instructive about the need for rest and worship which is now fulfilled through a relationship with Jesus. Basically, he has become our Sabbath. For the sake of time and space, I will leave it at that oversimplification for right now. At the same time, I have thoroughly enjoyed the Rule of Life podcast series on the significance of practicing Sabbath in our lives, and I don't believe these two positions are at odds. A quick tangent here, for whatever reason, not long after publishing my book, which essentially contends one does not have to rely on religious structures for spiritual nourishment, I found myself longing for some type of liturgical practice. (laughs) So after writing that you don't need these religious structures, I kind of started to crave a little bit these religious structures in a way. I began watching Lutheran church services online for a while, and I really enjoyed the peace and meaning within the liturgy and routines. I liked the designation of time for prayer, reflection, corporate and responsive readings of scripture, and so on. My wife was questioning if I had lost my mind since I had just spent years writing a book that said no one had to do these kinds of things at the direction of a pastor in an organized church, but here I found myself doing just that. But this is what I need people to understand. You do not have to do them. You do not have to do them. There is the freedom to walk away at any point. However, they can still serve as great vehicles for focusing on and receiving God's love and guidance. Like conversation starters or date nights in marriage, they are practical tools that may help nurture the relationship. All right, so with that disclaimer... Let's get back to Sabbath and the Rule of Life podcast. One of the things I love about their teaching is how it is grounded in a larger framework of our need to rest in Christ. They state, quote, It is important that we work out our salvation from rest, not for it. They directly confront the fact that we are addicted to hurry. 
it caused me to reflect on the extent to which I am tempted to think that if I can accomplish more, I can achieve peace. The reality is I'm already enough and I can receive peace through Sabbath rest. Time with God can liberate me from being desperate for everyone around me to think highly of me. We are invited to see our identity as something God creates and then entrusts us with. Rest becomes the occasion I can find joyful acceptance of my place in the universe. Resting in God is beneficial to us on many levels. Turning to Sabbath in particular, the hosts of the podcast remind us Sabbath is a gift before it is a command. Whether we have to keep it or not, the practice of Sabbath is still helpful. Engaging in rest in Christ is always abundantly necessary. It literally helps us remain in Christ, our one job, and prepares us for eternity. Sabbath is the claim that we can live into our eternal rest right now. Sabbath reminds us that we are not meant to hold it all together, but that Christ holds everything together. It can be another opportunity to be happy and grateful for the ways God intentionally invites us into relationship with Him. The practice of Sabbath is another opportunity to build the capacity for surrender. The podcast does a nice job of addressing real-life barriers to Sabbath. The hosts categorize fear of missing out, you know, the popular FOMO, as resistance against Sabbath. So that was interesting for me. Our desire for a constant digital connection to know what other people are doing drives us away from Sabbath. It is important for us to determine what are the demands of what it means to be fulfilled and where we are going to find that fulfillment. The show wrestles with the fact that internal restlessness will often surface when trying to rest in God. Rather than reject it, we can befriend it and learn what it is telling us. I thought that was a really interesting insight as well. To befriend that restlessness and figure out what it's telling us. It may very well be exposing a need only God can meet. Often, the discontentment is the only way into healing. Pain is so often the way in. Especially appreciate how they had this discussion without bringing in any guilt or shame. In fact, they made it clear the Sabbath discussion does not have to be framed in terms of good and evil. Productivity is not inherently bad. There was genuine transparency about the shared human experience as they discussed it. The truth for me and all of us is that once I actually intentionally stop and rest, difficult feelings may emerge. Sadness or anger can be a real part of Sabbath. If that happens, they give the best advice. Feel it. Don't avoid it. Go ahead and meet the feelings face-to-face, knowing that no feeling is final. I love that phrase. No feeling is final. Sabbath is a safe place to sit with emotions. While developing a theology of rest, we are simultaneously developing a theology of work. Just as rest is necessary, work is necessary. Work is love made visible, all right? Work is healthier when it is moved from consumerism to contribution. Contributing to society in order to bring healing and wholeness in partnership with Christ is hard work. In the end, after reflecting on all the power available to us when we rest in the presence of God, we don't want to forget that God is joyful. Do you still recognize God in that light? 
do I see that Jesus can be fun to hang out with? Honestly, this is a challenge for me many times. It's, it's, it's hard to get into that mentality, which is weird. Some of the time will be heavy and some of it will be light. God will know which is beneficial and our job is to simply receive and respond accordingly. Yet again, for any of this to make sense, we come full circle back to the question I always say is the main one to ask. Who is Jesus to you? If he's not someone with whom you would enjoy spending time, then none of this other stuff about Sabbath or rest really matters. Thanks for joining me and listening. If you read the article, there is a footnote that links to more information about the Rule of Life podcast. As always, have a great day.